0: Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together, we talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Pronto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, what's up?
1: Hey, everybody. Uh, Not much. How are you doing, Nick?
0: I'm great. Um, I just got done watching a movie.
1: That's good for the show.
0: It is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually watched two movies this week. Uh, I watched one last night, and then I watched another one today. So, what did you watch? Well, last night I watched The Hateful Eight, which I hadn't seen before. uh uh-huh. Quentin Tarantino's uh, most recent movie. And then today I watched 47 Meters Down, because you watched a shark movie. <laughs> and
1: Excellent.
0: And I wanted to watch a shark movie, too.
1: And I have seen 47 Meters Down, so we can spoil the crap out of that.
0: Oh, have you not seen The Hateful Eight?
1: I have not seen The Hateful
0: Eight. Oh, okay. Well, good, because I don't have a whole lot to say about it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I had to watch another movie, because I I, didn't, I knew I didn't have that much uh, to go with Hateful Eight. Well, since you haven't seen uh, Hateful Eight, let's talk about that, and I won't spoil it. I'll just general impressions kind of thing.
1: Okay, well, spoiler alert for later in the episode, I'll be talking about The Meg.
0: Yeah, and uh, you can spoil the hell out of that movie. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, The Hateful Eight is uh, Quentin Tarantino's latest movie. Um, it stars Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, and Jennifer Jason Leigh. Uh, it takes place in the 1800s in Wyoming in the middle of winter. Um, and this movie was excellent. Like, it was... Excellent. Really? Yeah. Which which I huh. found surprising because I thought I was because I'd have heard I heard kind of mixed reviews on it. Yeah. And um and the length is crazy long. It's like three hours long. And uh-huh. um and you know, I just Like I heard like that uh, Tarantino's getting out of hand, you know, like he needs somebody to reel him back in. And I was all set to agree because I kind of felt that way about Django Unchained.
1: Yeah. You could just kind of feel it going in that direction.
0: Yeah. Like where, where he just needs like someone to say, you need to bring it, bring, reel it in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Like, like a, like a, the kind of people that George Lucas need, but like not quite as badly
0: (laughs) where, where, where this movie is, this movie is very long um but it's deliberately long um like the it's basically a play and 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 like uh, the whole time i was watching i was like "Where, where could they make this shorter where could they make this shorter and i honestly could not really pick anything out other than like minor minor things that would save a second here or there
1: um, so it doesn't, it doesn't feel like downtime.
0: No, there is no downtime in it. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of dialogue cause it's the Tarantino movie, but the dialogue is very good. It's very, um, it's very interesting. It's, it's character driven and, and the whole time you're watching the movie, you're, 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 you're just waiting for something to happen. And then, and then, and then it does, which is great. Um, Can I
1: ask you a question about the dialogue? Please. Um, so is it, you know, Tarantino's got a pretty Tarantino, you know, he's got his like, kind of own flavor of dialogue and I know he's done, you know, a handful of his movies have taken place in you know different time periods. Uh-huh. Um, does it, does any of it feel out of place or does it all work for like the, the time setting?
0: Uh, it does. It all works for the time setting. Um, okay. uh, like it sounds like 1800s cowboy talk um or um just like 1800s is kind of talk like the the way his dialogue flows in the movie it's very time appropriate uh okay. it doesn't feel like you're watching a modern movie that takes place in the 1800s you you feel like you're watching a, a movie from the past that was like recorded back then
1: okay that's good to
0: know um there's a lot of uh there's a lot of long sentences and um What I mean by that is like, for instance, Samuel Jackson will start talking and Samuel Jackson is also in the movie. I don't know if I said that. And uh, he'll start talking and like five minutes later, he's still talking and you're like, oh, man, this is a lot of dialogue, but it's all but it's all really good. It's all really good dialogue and it's all delivered very well. And uh, and it's it's hyper violent when it when it gets violent. And the drama is intense. Like the movie is very tense from the very beginning. Um, it's very tense and it feels very cold. Like while you're watching the movie, you're like, man, it's, it's cold. Huh. And uh, yeah. And I, I really, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't understand. I can understand where um, some of the mixed reviews come from because the movie is very long. And, um, <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino loves the N word. He, he, yeah, yeah. he. I don't know which movie says it more, this or Django. I'm gonna say Django probably says it more, but this movie they say it like every other line. And, um, and it's just crazy. It's a crazy movie. it It can
1: get to be a bit much,
0: yeah. Um, but, but it's never said out of character, like the characters that say it all the like constantly are like southern confederate rebels Mm -hmm. uh the movie takes place post-civil war so there's a lot of uh that um but uh the the basic plot of the movie if you don't know is uh kurt russell is a bounty hunter and so is samuel l jackson and they come across each other and there's a blizzard coming and samuel jackson's horse is dead so he has to get a ride with kurt russell and, uh, along the way they meet up with a fourth, a, uh, uh, a, a third guy. Oh, Kurt Russell's also, so are there.
1: they, yeah, so go ahead. are they, are they friends?
0: They, they are, they know each other, but they're not really friends. Gotcha. They're not enemies, but they, you know, they're just kind of, they sort of know each other
1: professionally.
0: Yeah. They've met once before. Um, so Kurt Russell is known as the hangman and he, uh, he is captured, um, Oh, what's the woman's name? I just said it. Um Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Who um is as good in this movie as she was in uh, Annihilation. Oh no. Yeah. Um Oh. Yeah, but she doesn't have oh, man. she doesn't have very many lines, so it's okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I was
1: gonna say you were really pulling me into this movie, like actually <laughs> interested in watching it. losing me quick.
0: Yeah, uh, I, okay. I did not really care for her uh, until the end. At the end she gets to be uh pretty good. But for the most part you're just kinda like, I'm glad she's not talking. Okay. Um like you said for Annihilation where she looks like she's trying to be hard like yeah like look how tough i am it's, mm. it's a lot of that in this movie too uh, but um
1: so, sounds like baby's
0: first first words no she just she, yeah i guess so yeah <laughs> okay and um so anyway kurt russell has captured her and he's known as the hangman so like um He's a bounty hunter that always takes his his captures alive instead of dead. Like if you're wanted dead or alive, Samuel L. Jackson will take you dead, but Kurt Russell will bring you alive. So he's captured this girl and he's going to bring her into town. Um, But on the way, uh, there's this big, big blizzard and they get snowed in at this cabin. And inside the cabin, there are these three other guys. And uh, the drama just kind of grows from from that like all these people trapped in trapped in one location with bounty hunters, and uh, J- uh, Kurt Russell knows that somebody's trying to rescue her. Oh, uh, Okay, so that that's where the excuse me, that's where the, most of the the drama comes from, uh, and Ruff- it's it's great. I I enjoyed every minute of it. I I almost yep. wanted to watch it again right away.
1: Yeah, I think honestly, I, I I probably heard a lot of the same stuff you had before you saw it, especially mm-hmm. about the time, you know, just how long it is. Yeah. But um, I think this may actually be the first time I actually heard a plot summary. So it it helps a little bit in terms of being willing to mm-hmm. sit down for three hours. Um. Cause that was a real turnoff, you know, like, like Tarantino dialogue and stuff, including his use of the N word, but also just like, I mean, I curse a lot, but like it's it's sometimes the movie itself feels like someone trying to be tough, Yeah, you know, like, man, okay. So you discovered the F word the other day and you really like it.
0: Yeah. There's a lot Um, of, there's a lot of that in this movie too, where, where people are swearing and, and it doesn't feel, uh
1: natural
0: yeah that's it and um but but it's brief there there, there's brief moments like that you could tell like it it might just be like why did they use that take rather than rather than doing it again yeah but uh it's there's a lot of swearing and um it gets a little old after a while but that's that's his style so
1: well and and three hours of it sounds a bit excessive yeah Uh, so so i've been really not very interested in actually watching this movie um and after django like i i didn't care for that movie very much mm-hmm. um i mean i thought there were some pretty good performances in it but yeah i don't know kind of throughout i think i was i was mostly with it and then at the end i was like wow this this is dumb
0: yeah the end of django gets way out of hand
1: yeah um and I think I was a little bit like that with Inglorious Bastards too, where there are a couple things that I was like, "This just doesn't fit or work for me in some way." Um, and so, anyway, my my point is, it, it was a uh, not really on my radar, something to want to see. But actually, just hearing a bit of the plot makes the idea of like being in the room with these eight people, you know, worth tolerating the flavors of tarantino that tend to be in things.
0: Yeah, it was it was cool. Um I don't know if watching it again uh cuz the movie's kind of a mystery movie too. Like it's a suspenseful mystery like who's um uh, who who is uh who's trying to save the girl. Mm-hmm. And so you're um, kind of wondering. You're kind of wondering so like I wonder if like when you watch it again and and you know like the the secrets um if it if it it paints a different picture the second time you see it but um but it's great it's beautifully shot um it was shot in 70 millimeter uh film which is like imax like it was basically shot in imax uh and i would have loved to have seen it on like a big big screen like like it was originally shot for like that was one of the things about it is that it was it could only really be uh, appropriately shown in a few theaters around the country. Really? Um, and, uh, I would have loved to have seen that cause there's like some stunning vistas. Uh, and it just looks so cold. Like I, I, I can't imagine what it was like to, to have to ride a horse carriage through, through a blizzard. Like it just sounds so, <laughs> so miserable. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh,
1: well, I, I'm interested.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It, it was, uh, it was, it was ter- tremendous. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it.
1: No, I can't remember. Have you seen The Revenant?
0: I have. Yeah, that's another movie where it's just everything seems very, very cold.
1: That's what I was gonna say. If you kind of like having that sort of immersive atmosphere, uh, n- you know, natural nature atmosphere, yeah. kind of thing contact with the elements that's a yeah. pretty good one too
0: yeah it's uh one
1: where at the end of the movie, I, I was like wait a minute that was thomas hart tom hardy what who <laughs> where i could How? see
0: his face the whole time
1: <laughs> that's what he looks like that's not <laughs> what i thought
0: yes i'm bad <laughs> um but yeah that's really all i have to say about about uh the hateful, hateful eight, eight. um hmm. I, uh, I really didn't have super much to talk about it about it
1: well i will i will have to check that out the the mystery aspect is sounds interesting um being you know hearing you say like yeah it's it's got quentin tarantino's feels but it's it's worth it
0: i've never i don't think i've seen an agatha christie movie uh, and I've definitely never read one of her books, but I imagine this is what it would be like if Quentin Tarantino made an Agatha Christie book, or uh, an Agatha Christie movie.
1: Um, yeah, so so you say Agatha Christie, and uh, for whatever reason, maybe it's because it's one of the author names I know, my mind's like... Is that like Danielle Steele? I take it Agatha Christie's more of a mystery writer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's okay. she's a mystery writer. Sense. She wrote uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and oh, really? And like a ton of other and a ton of other books that have all been made into movies and remakes of movies. But um, I I haven't seen the new Murder on the Orient Express, but that's the feel that this movie gives me. Where where you've got a room full of people, and he's got to figure out. Um, who, who done it?
1: So it's like a non funny version of clue.
0: Right. Right. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly.
0: Uh, and there are very surprising twists and turns throughout where you're like, wow, I did, I did not see that coming. Oh, okay. And like a couple moments where you're like, wow, that's, that is graphic and, and awesome. Hmm.
1: Well, all right then. Yeah. You know, I, I will say even the, you know, the best Tar- uh, Tarantino movies do sort of have that feel too. Like, like Reservoir Dogs is one of my favorite movies.
0: Oh, yeah. Like you it, know it's what? It's
1: in my top 10. But yeah,
0: go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You can finish
1: well, I was just going to say that it's, uh, sorry, my headset's getting itchy. Um, it's, uh. It's it's you know, there are there are moments where I'm like, man, the Tarantino is getting weird. the Tarantino dialogue and feel can get in the way of the Tarantino's to- storytelling. Right. A bit. But the storytelling mm-hmm. tends to kind of burst through enough to go like, damn it, it's still good. Yeah. So so I'm I'm prepared, I think.
0: Uh, the one complaint I have about the movie is that Michael Madsen's in it.
1: Oh, God. Why does he keep casting him and stuff? I don't know. He's, he had one good performance once.
0: Yeah. And it's the and it's that one scene in Reservoir Dogs, because the rest of Reservoir Dogs, he's terrible. Um, oh, him. Yeah, Michael Madsen. I don't... He's just the... I don't the remember
1: w- him really having many other lines in, in Reservoir Dogs. So maybe that's just, why he is tolerable.
0: He's there. just the worst. He's just he the is. worst actor. And in this movie, it sounds like he's been gargling glass before, before they started shooting, and he's just like, <laughs> and you're like, oh god, I hate you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that guy. Like, not just why does Tarantino cast him and things, but like, why has he had a career? And I mean, yeah, you know, he may be a great guy. I, I, I don't know, but like, I I know that that's. It's not just me saying that, you know, that's his his reputation is as a bad actor. Yeah. So what's the appeal? I don't know. Is is it just that like someday someone's going to take all of his clips and put them together so that they can somehow create like a movie about Elvis all played by the same guy without (laughs) having to use age makeup or what? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't understand his appeal. There are some people out there who think he's the best. There aren't there are there are and i don't know who are these people uh, t- timmy <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, give me timmy's number i gotta make a call
0: <laughs> uh but i can't i can't stand him
1: oh man yeah Do you ever see that movie blood rain
0: i think we watched that together
1: i think we might have I, I, that's the, that's is the, the vampire game video game movie her. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we, I think we tried to watch that together. I may have fallen asleep.
1: I think that movie. Uh, those were good times. I'm thinking back to like us buying like a shitload of eggs and biscuits and sitting down and watching <laughs> bad movies and falling asleep at like 4 a.m. on the couch. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh.
0: But so many that, eggs. That, me. <laughs> that night, that night, I ate 12 eggs.
1: I wasn't there for that. No, you were. I was at I, your no, house. No, 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 no. I wasn't there for it. it. Was it was it was in that era, and I think it brought it to a close because, like, there was one time that we were hanging out, and you're like, "I don't want eggs tonight. <laughs> I ate too many eggs. I can never eat eggs again." <laughs> uh, um. Uh. But but that movie, Blood Rain. Um. Uh I have seen clips of it since and it's it's taken me back to like oh yeah that was the feel of that movie and I mean the movie itself is pretty bad I'm pretty sure it's a uber Bowl movie um but uh but his performance in that is just the epitome of what he is mhm which is a lazy bad actor
0: his whole thing is I'm just going to squint and mumble my line
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um and, and
1: that'll be my act.
0: Yeah. So that's uh that's the Hateful Eight. Definite recommend if you've got three hours to burn. I I'd be interested right. to see what, what you have to say about it, especially about um like where you could cut where where you could cut um dialogue and stuff to uh to shorten the movie. But I feel like yeah. all of the dialogue um really works to increase the tension as the movie goes on and on and on um the movie gets more and more tense whereas if if you if you had tried to make it shorter um and remove certain parts it would have it would have i think affected the 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 timing and the chemistry of the movie
1: well i i have a prediction and that is that i will come back to you because i because i am interested in seeing it now i I'll, i'll get around to it um probably pretty soon too, uh but I, my prediction is I will come back to you with a couple things that I go like, hey, well, he could cut this part, this part or this part, and you'll probably go, yeah, but if he cut that, this thing wouldn't work later and I go, oh yeah, that's probably right,
0: yeah, that's kind of what I was what I was going through while I was watching I was like, well, this could go, but then no, no, it can't because then it wouldn't then this next part wouldn't work
1: because <laughs> then later you're like, oh, that's why that was there,
0: yeah, a little bit.
1: All right, cool.
0: Um, and so you watched the uh, well? W- w- let's see. What would you like to talk about? The forty-seven meters down, or should we save the Meg for last?
1: Uh, hey man, it's your podcast. You you make that call.
0: Let's save the Meg for last because because that's okay. the big the big draw this weekend.
1: Yeah, y'all suckers can wait. <laughs>
0: uh, so I saw. I just got done watching Forty Seven Meters Down. Which is a shark movie that stars it was directed by Johannes Roberts, who also wrote the movie with Ernest Riera, and it stars Mandy Moore, Claire Holt, and Matthew Modine. And this it's really is,
1: got that Ernest Riera feel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ernest Riera, known primarily for 47 meters down. <laughs> it's,
1: it's got exactly his feel.
0: Um, So this movie is about these two sisters are on vacation in Mexico, I'm guessing, and uh, they decide to go scuba diving uh, in, a, in a shark cage. And while they're in the shark cage, the cable that's holding the shark cage snaps and they fall 47 meters down into the water. And it's a race against time for them to not run out of air and to escape the sharks that are trying to eat them. This movie was was terrible, <laughs> um, but what's what's really crazy is that up until they get into the shark cage, it was a good movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like like all the like uh, the opposite. Of the, well, no, it was bad in the shallows. Once the shark showed up too, but yeah. Um, but where, like, the, the setting and sort of personal drama stuff in the shallows, you're like, you don't need this at all. Here you're saying, like, it's the highlight.
0: Right. Like, this movie, this movie first off, doesn't need the sharks. Doesn't need the sharks right. at all. Um, and then, like, the the movie starts off with, with Mandy Moore and her sister. Um, one of them is named Lisa and the other one is named Kate. And I don't know... Like I can look at the list right now. Mandy Moore is Lisa. They say their names a thousand times in the movie and I still couldn't figure out who was who. But um
1: Well, let me ask you a quick question on that. Did you know which one was Mandy Moore?
0: Yeah, Mandy Moore. I know Mandy Moore. Not personally, I, I, but
1: Okay, so I'm gonna take a moment to, to address the phenomenon that is Mandy Moore. <laughs> I have no idea who this girl is. Like I oh. know she was a singer at some point, I think. And then she's an actress. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen her in other things. I saw her in a movie called Saved, uh, which was her Macaulay Culkin and some people, um, and it's sort of a sort, sort of a critical commentary on like born again Jesus stuff.
0: Yeah, I heard that's um, supposed to be pretty good.
1: I remember it being pretty funny, uh, and and I knew who she was. Like as watching watching the movie, I'm like, okay, this this girl, this blonde girl, is. Uh, Mandy Moore. I'm not sure I knew any of her music or anything. Uh-huh. And then I'm watching this movie 47 meters down. And I know I've had this experience before when she's been in something too. And I'm at the end of the movie. I'm like, well, where was Mandy Moore? And I did like just didn't recognize her. Uh And in this movie, like actively, I'm like, there are two girls in this movie. Come on now. This should be easy. Which one's Mandy Moore? And I had no idea. (laughs) I was just like, huh. Either she really vanishes into characters or she has a face that can just be painted to look like other faces or what? Or it's just me. And I'm I'm gathering right now that it's just me. Um so you know which one was her.
0: Yeah, she's the dark haired one. Okay. Uh there's the blonde and the dark-haired one, and Mandy Moore is the dark-haired one. So, so the movie starts off with Mandy Moore and her sister. They're on vacation in Mexico and they're they're having a good time, but Mandy Moore is, is very upset secretly because her boyfriend has left her and because she's boring, apparently. And, uh, and she's very upset about that. So the sister says, well, let's go, let's go scuba diving with these guys. We just met, um, they, they know, like they know where great white sharks are, which I, which I question because there aren't great white sharks around Mexico, aren't they? They're like around colder water.
1: Um, I think they're actually kind of anywhere. You're right. In terms of preference, um, they do prefer colder water, uh-huh. um, um, but i think they actually uh, i'm not sure if they migrate but i I think they actually do kind of cover all the ocean
0: oh all right then um well then i'll give that a pass um so they they go scuba diving or they decide to go scuba diving and mandy moore's like i've never been scuba diving before in the front and her sister's like don't worry it's easy and uh and so they decide to go. And up until this point, the movie is very compelling. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm interested to see where this is going. And then they get into the water, and you're like, oh, it's stupid. This is stupid now. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what, what did you think of the movie?
1: Well, you know, I had I saw it after The Shallows, which I guess you did too. Yeah. Um, And, you know, maybe it's some of what you're what you're pointing out that actually made it seem a a bit better to me, too, is that that I wasn't annoyed by the time spent getting to the shark stuff. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It was like, you know, okay I don't hate these people. Whereas in the shallows, I'm like, oh, God, just get to it already. This is dumb and this woman's not a good actor. Um, So I. 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 I'm hesitant to say I liked it because I mean it is a pretty dumb movie um I also was doing other things while I was watching it. I think I had it on while I was like catching up on some notes and like putting in like financial stuff into an online program uh-huh. um, so 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 it might be it might be a bit better if you've got a task to do while you're watching it um I remember the there's sort of a false ending.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which, was, which, which, which really only feels like it can exist because the movie was going to end at like 84 minutes and they needed it to be three minutes longer.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think I, I don't remember exactly what happened. And when you tell me, cause you just saw it, yeah. I, I'm like, oh yeah, that is stupid. Um, but in hindsight, having, you know, had a few, maybe like six months between watching it and now, uh, I think I kind of was okay with that. (laughs) Like, oh, all right. She's, she's kind of, uh, what she was, her oxygen was low or something. Yeah. Okay. So she thought she got out and she didn't. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Well, spoiler alert for the, for the rest of the podcast. But so the movie, the movie ends with her rescuing her sister from the sharks And they swim to the surface where they get attacked over and over again by great white sharks where their, their bodies get like ripped apart almost. And then they get on the boat and while they're on the boat, they're like trying to patch up their, their wounds and the girl and Mandy Moore's like, Oh, my hand looks so funky. Oh, your voice, your voice. And then you realize that she's been hallucinating. uh, And she like imagined the entire thing. And she's still just, she's still just stuck at the bottom of the ocean and um and her sister is just gone at this point um like i guess you are just to assume that she's dead yeah um and it's just like wow this is a totally different ending that this movie didn't need it's <laughs> like this
1: see i i i think i just like grim stuff because <laughs> i think i was like when she saved her it's like this is kind of dumb. <laughs> and then when it's like no, she's screwed. It's like, oh, okay.
0: Well, like like they get to uh they get back on the boat in the hallucination. They get it back on the boat and their bodies are all torn up with these gnarly shark wounds and they're like bleeding out on the boat. I was like, "Oh man, this is graphic." Cuz at one point like while they're getting pulled into the boat, a great white shark jumps up and grabs Mandy Moore by the leg and pulls her back into the ocean. <laughs> and i was like that's awesome and then and then they she like escapes by like gouging the shark's eyes out and stuff and she gets back on the boat and then and then she realizes that she's hallucinating and it cuts back to her under the water again and you realize that the last 15 minutes of the movie was just her imagination
1: I, i guess i didn't have too much of a problem with that um Does she does she just die at the bottom of the ocean then?
0: No, the Coast Guard rescues her. It seems like she's about to die, like because the camera starts pulling away from her, and it like comes Uh out of the cage, and it's like getting further away, and she's just sitting there laughing. And uh, but then you but then you see the Coast Guard flashlights, and then they show them like pulling her out of the water. Um. But they, but they don't ever show the sister again. So I guess where it implies that the sister just is dead. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. <laughs>
1: well, you know, at least they came full circle though, because it started out with her at the beginning of the movie being boring. Right. And now she's got a good story. And
0: now she's the most exciting person in the world.
1: (laughs) It's it's not boring anymore. Right. She's just just traumatized. Right.
0: Now her, now her boyfriend will take her back because she went swimming
1: and they all lived happily ever after.
0: Except except the sister sister and the one guy who comes down to save them. Um, yeah, well, you know, that guy doesn't count. The, uh, the sharks were really unnecessary in this movie. um, It could have just been a story about uh, these two girls trapped underwater with limited air and and how they how they're going to try to get out. Um, But the sharks, the sharks, because the sharks are uh, I'm going to say shark about a thousand times. The sharks are they just show up whenever it's convenient to the story. Um, Uh. Like like at one point, the shark tries to smash its way through the cage and it's bending steel with its face. And I'm like, sharks aren't indestructible animals. <laughs> like they still have skin and stuff. And like at one point they're swimming, Um, they're looking for something and Mandy Moore goes and hides inside this cave. It might have been Mandy Moore or the sister. I'm just going to refer to Mandy Moore. And uh, she's like hiding inside a cave and the shark just smashes its way through with its face. (laughs) Like it smashes its way through a stone wall to try and get to her. And of course it can't reach her because she's the star of the movie. But like sharks aren't indestructible killing machines. They are killing machines, but like they, they aren't super powered. Like they, they'll go away.
1: (laughs) I feel like I've seen some videos of them. Uh, wreaking some havoc on some of those shark cages. But yeah, I think generally speaking, they
0: well, like, yeah, I've seen those two where they're, they're able to get like a good bite on it. But this is like in this movie, the shark's head is like pushing through the cage and the cage is bending around it. Um, and this is like an old rusty steel cage. Like there's just no way. And, uh, so like the realism of the movie goes right out the window and then, and then uh one of the things that they can't do is they can't swim to the surface real fast because they'll get the bends. And um and I, I went scuba diving one time you were there and uh sort of <laughs> and um and the the only rule is you just can't go up faster than your bubbles do. And mm-hmm. and the bends doesn't mean you get bubbles in your brain and you'll die. It means like the, the nitrogen what it means is like if you come up too fast the nitrogen that's in your blood will expand faster than your body can get rid of it and it can hurt your body real bad but it doesn't mean you'll die and in this movie matthew modine who is in the movie inexplicably like he must have just been on vacation while they were filming this movie and they were like hey you want to be in this movie and he was like sure and yeah, um just
1: wanted to meet mandy Moore.
0: yeah i don't blame him <laughs> and um and so like in this movie they just keep saying if you get the bends you die. The the nitrogen in your brain will kill you instantly. So they're like trying to swim to the surface and and they have to keep stopping while all these sharks are around them. And I'm like why would you stop? Like what are you what are you going to do? You're going to either you're going to risk the bends or this definite death of a shark biting you in the face. <laughs>
1: I, I think there's, prob- well, I mean, in a shark movie, there's a guarantee the shark's going to attack you. But in real life, I think uh, the the likelihood of being attacked by a shark is pretty low. Yeah. Um. But uh, but I, I actually, you know, yeah, they might over overdo the whole bends thing. But I will say it is frustrating for me in other movies where they ignore it, like where people like. You know, grab onto a tank of air and then just like knock off the top and like shoot to the surface like a bullet. Is, that Jaws? Like, is that Jaws? That Jaws
0: for to... that that happens?
1: I think I think that's one of yes. I'm pretty sure it does happen in that
0: movie because um, the guy's like trapped at the bottom underneath at the bottom of a boat or something, and he's trying to get away from Jaws.
1: Oh yeah, he's in he's in a shipwreck, and Jaws is like sneaking through the the the. Uh, chambers or whatever of of the shipwreck with it's like fins that can't even fit through the doorway yeah. and stuff. Um, God, what a
0: terrible movie. <laughs> we should do a commentary track on that movie.
1: Uh, we could, but good Lord, there'd be so much. We just have to like a lot of us just talking about random other stuff <laughs> because there's just so much to that movie <laughs> where
0: nothing's <laughs> happening. Yeah.
1: And then there's Michael Caine.
0: Michael Caine. And,
1: um, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've heard the story or not, but uh, people have asked him, "Have you ever watched Jaws: The Revenge?" And he's like, "I've never seen it, but I've seen the house that it bought."
0: <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. One thing, forty-seven meters down, I think had an opportunity to do, but it but it chose not to, was to show. And I have a perfect. I have a word for it was to sh- was to show and demonstrate the thalassophobia of of the ocean which the thalas th- I'm not even saying this right thalassophobia is I think the fear of the unknown of the ocean okay and um like this movie could have shown like it spends a lot of time like on extreme close-ups of Mandy Moore's face which which is obscured by her diving mask and rather than showing the the like wide shots of the ocean like here's how really alone you are and how big the ocean really is and how many terrible things could be hiding in it here's just Mandy Moore's face instead and uh i feel like that was a real missed opportunity to uh to add some atmosphere to the movie
1: well if if that's something you're looking for then i would Increase the intensity of my recommendation that you watch Open Water.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one. I haven't, that's one I haven't seen yet either.
1: Mm-hmm. It's uh, of of all the ones we've discussed, it, it it is the the best. I mean, other than Jaws. Okay. And if you it, if it's really going to get you in the seat, and I know it will, <laughs> there's some there's some full frontal of a pretty attractive woman.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. well,
1: so look forward to next week where Nick reviews open water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's really all I have to say about open water. Do you have anything not open water? Um, 47 meters down. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to add about it?
1: No, I don't, I don't remember enough to be able to really add anything further.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then that brings us to the Meg. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to hear about it.
1: Um, okay. So the Meg is a you know big summer blockbuster with uh, Jason Statham, Ruby Rose, Rain Wilson, Bing Ming Lee, Mesa Oka, and if I'm messing up any of these names, I really apologize, uh, and Winston Cho. Um, and the I, I believe chinese names you're hearing here are um, actually really famous actors in china uh-huh. uh, if, if the information i have is correct and and you can definitely feel that this movie is made for an international audience yeah um and i've I, i've heard people complain about that um, with this and with other things i i really don't mind it it's it's actually kind of interesting because there were a couple times during the movie that uh, some sort of like maybe dramatic moments, and uh, don't get me wrong, this wasn't like pulling at my heartstrings, um, but that some of these moments got more time than you would kind of expect, to, or or like like it seems like you're, if you're used to the pace of a regular American sci-fi movie uh, or or kind of summer action movie. Rather, um, it it's, it gets changed for you, and and I and I kind of noticed that a few times where I'm like, wait, something here seems a little bit, I don't know, different, um, and would, I'd catch it, and you're like, oh, you know what? These this this moment's getting more time than I would have, you know, unconsciously kind of expected it to, and then figured out like, oh, this is giving these actors a little bit more time on screen um, and a little bit of the spotlight, and I actually thought it was kind of cool. It just sort of shook things up a little bit. Um now that does not mean that I'm saying this movie was a creative marvel or anything like that. Uh it's it's not. Um but the plot is this. And 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 actually I'm going to throw in a little bit more uh, trivia here. This movie had like a 150 million dollar budget. Wow. And I don't know if this is adjusted for inflation or not, but that is the highest budget for a shark movie ever. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure you can feel the budget. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand quite what was quite so expensive. I mean, uh, Jason Statham kind of walks the boundary between... Real movies and then like B movies, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Um, and that's no criticism of him. I think Jason Statham's great. I think he's perfect for exactly what he is. And I actually also think I don't know why I think this, but I think he's an awesome guy. I think I've heard him make some comments here and there on like his relationship with his wife, and he sounds like he's just got a lot of integrity.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so, so I, I'm all about Jason Statham. Right. Um, but he's not expensive as far as I know. Uh, he's, he's not a super expensive actor. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the Chinese actors are, um, but it's, here's my point. It's not in the special effects. Okay. There, there, there are some spots where things are like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. and And there are enough, like, Structures involved You know that they probably had to build some Some pretty big sets um, But there's a lot of CGI And it's not exactly Impressive so I mean the f- one of the first things you see is a whale And you're like wow that's a cartoon ass Whale <laughs> <laughs> What's what's the deal here We're in 2018 and this is looking like uh, Lake Placid Level special effects
0: Really okay uh,
1: Yeah just just not, not all great um, but anyway, uh, so the, the plot of the movie is that, and, and you said you're cool with me spoiling stuff,
0: spoil away.
1: All right. Spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil. Um,
0: so yeah, what's, what's the for plot what of worth, the movie? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and for what it's worth, I don't think this is the sort of movie where spoilers actually would impact your experience of the movie at all. There aren't exactly twists and turns. Right. Um, So the plot is that some rich guy, you know, your John Hammond of the movie played by Rain Wilson, um, who, I I don't know, he wasn't necessary to be in this, um, (laughs) I don't anything against the guy, but I don't think he's putting people in the seats and I don't know. I I, I kind of got the impression. I kind of got the impression that he just was like, yeah, this would be, I I haven't played a twirly mustache guy. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, he is funding this like underwater science lab thing. Um, and uh, the people there doing the research have discovered that the Marianas Trench, um, is like it's deeper than we think, and that there's like a level of, uh, I don't know, I want to say nitrogen or something that makes it look like it's the floor, but there's actually something beneath that. Okay. And it's sort of, it's sort of like a sheet of gas that keeps warm temperature water underneath it and colder water above it. And so the things that live down there haven't come to the surface because there's this huge layer of cold water that they don't want to go through. Right. Um, uh, it's it's kind of ridiculous um and uh so they they sort of puncture this layer of stuff by going down there some people get attacked and um and then Jason Statham and some other people and Jason Statham once was down there and thought he saw or experienced a megalodon uh huh that's kind of how the movie starts. And, and I actually, I, I'm not quite sure, like, where, like, it, it seems clear that he, con- like, concluded that it was a megalodon that was causing the issues that were going on. But I'm not quite sure why. I don't think he actually sees anything. So it's a little strange to be like, uh, something was attacking us. It must be a giant prehistoric shark. Yeah. Which, that's what a megalodon is for anyone who doesn't know. Okay. Um,
0: that was my so anyway. question. Huh? That was my next question.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, So, so there's like, you know, Megalodon and like big squids and stuff like that down there. Anyway, they puncture this thing. It comes out. Uh, They go down and save some people, a little rescue mission. And the pacing of it's a little strange because it's almost like there's a whole movie at the beginning and then there's kind of not an act two, but then act three is very long, or at least that's how it felt to me. um the movie is too long it's it's i think it's an hour and fifty minutes- uh-huh. and it it doesn't need to be um like I said, I don't mind the moments where things slow down a little bit to give characters a little more space to to you know have a moment um and and part of that's that they're good actors This uh, this movie's actually. It's, it's so much m- more well-cast than you might expect. Like the Rain Wilson thing, I think you can kind of take or leave. But as I was watching, I was like, you know what? This kind of has a lot of the characters from another shark movie we're familiar with, Deep Blue Sea. Oh. But they're not annoying. <laughs> like, oh, this is what it's like when they pick the right people for these things. So, it, it, I don't know. To me, it really worked. There's even a little girl. And I I don't know about you, but I, usually when I'm watching an action movie or a horror movie and there's a little kid, I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. No, This one's adorable. And, and there are a couple lines she delivers where you're like, okay, that was a kid actor delivering a kid actor line. But there are some others where she's like kind of a smartass. Um, and she's like eight. So it, it's not like a, you know, annoying 14-year-old smartass who's just... I don't know. It's not the kid from Jurassic World. Uh, it's it's actually this cute little girl who's just really smart. And so she can make some comments and you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. Um, and she and Jason Statham are adorable together. I'm like, I hope he adopts her. Um, <laughs> although I'm sure she has parents. But anyway, uh, the the tone of the movie, it's, it, it knows what it is. It's totally got its tongue, like, firmly planted in its cheek. And and maybe that's one reason that it was cast as well as it was, too, is just because it, it really is aware of what, it's, what it is and what it's doing. Um, I will say, though, it seems like there are some times where it didn't really know who it's for. Um like and it was kind of indicated by the previews. Like I was watching the previews and like there were there was a preview for like a straight up kids movie. There was uh, a couple previews for like horror movies. And then there was some preview for this really like like magnolia like romantic drama thing. Really? And I'm like what is going on here this is i'm, I'm here for a prehistoric shark movie <laughs> why am i seeing a preview for magnolia 2 um but i i don't know man. i don't know what's going on there but the movie itself has some moments like that too where even though the acting was good some of those drama moments are also while they're good they're a little out of place so it's like man this just got pretty dark and heavy all right <laughs> you know like yeah. there's the sad music going on these people are looking in each other's eyes maybe one of them's dying i don't want to give too much away <laughs> and you're like huh all right then well that's that's an interesting tone when then like two minutes later rain wilson's like let's go hunt a shark
0: <laughs>
1: you <know>? and it's <laughs> that's Not quite right. But anyway, um, it's fun. It's dumb. It's really, it's really, really silly at some points. Like there's, while this whole thing is like, yeah, man, we finally got to the bottom of the ocean during the rescue thing. Getting to the bottom of the ocean takes like 40 seconds. (laughs) They're like, oh, we got to go down there. Cool. Be there in a minute. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: all right, then. Um, So like what? Go ahead.
0: Um, like what happens in the movie? like you say it starts off with them finding the Marianas trench is deeper than they thought, and there's prehistoric monsters that live inside it like how do they come to the surface?
1: Oh uh, well, <laughs> well, this is pretty dumb, like as they're bringing up i think it's like as they're bringing up the rescued people, some of the it's it's like a like they put a hole in the underwater ozone layer. Uh, and so this hot water rushes out of it and the shark goes up with it. Oh, like, yay! I'm finally free. I'm going to get to the surface riding this, uh, geyser of warm water. And so gets to the surface, starts attacking the, um, the, the research facility, And then at some point goes, hey, I'm gonna head for other things to eat, like land. And I mean, not that it eats the land, but like
0: people. How big is the shark? Do they do they say how big it is?
1: (laughs) Um, I you know I think at some point they probably do, and I think they they exaggerate things because like a real megalodon, I think were I think they were like 50 feet long. Uh huh. This thing's like I don't know a hundred feet, or in some <laughs> scenes like three hundred feet long. It's it's ridiculous, it's, and it's all over
0: the place. Because the uh, in forty seven meters down the sharks were like twenty feet long.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a you know a great white shark can be twenty feet long. Yeah, it's, it's on the bigger side, but the, you know that's that's reasonable. Um, this thing is. You know, it should be huge, but they like super, super hugeify it. Um, and 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 some of that, I think, is you know, it's it's the well, they're really big sharks and they want to have some fun with that. But I think some of that also allows them to keep the movie PG thirteen. Yeah, which I think it unfortunately is. It could be a bit more fun if it was R. There could be, you know, with it being such a joke movie. It, it could have fun with like gore and stuff but they're going for that PG-13 get as much money as you can kind of thing right. and when a shark is you know the size of five houses it can just swallow people whole and there's no blood right um so so i don't know that there's actually there's probably some blood somewhere in the movie but if if you were to say actually you know I I checked and there's there's not a single scene where there's any blood I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, so I'd say overall it's funny it's charming it's definitely dumb but it knows it's dumb. Um, it, it, the characters like I I'm actually I'm looking forward to you seeing it at some point because I I I'm kind of expecting you to go yeah it's it's right that the characters should be annoying but they cast it so well that they're not like they're they're pretty much pretty much all likable um and that's i guess and, and but it is it is long it's and it's longer than it needs to be it's longer than it deserves to be
0: how um how does jason statham stop the shark
1: Uh, well, this is this is probably the only plot twist. So you know, listeners who don't want anything ruined, plug your ears for ten seconds. There are two sharps. What? Yeah. So (laughs) it it is kind of like uh, was that Lake Placid where there were two for a moment?
0: I don't remember.
1: They're like, there's another one, and he's like, and then one guy just shoots one. He's like, now we're down, back to one. And it's like, well, that was dumb.
0: I don't remember Um, that at all.
1: And this is another reason that the size thing kind of goes all over the place. Because it's like, that doesn't seem as big as it should be. Uh, And then there's another bigger one that comes up and eats the first one practically whole.
0: Oh, a giant shark eats the giant shark.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, and (laughs) that's another dumb thing. Kind of like getting to the bottom of the ocean like takes 30 seconds. (laughs) They're also like, it's eating boats. Well, we're going to go chase it in a boat. <laughs> it's not even like a, an extremely large boat or anything. It's like, what makes your boat any safer? Um, so how do they kill it? Huh? That's a good question. Um, I know they poison it, but I think that's the first one. So they poison the first one.
0: Oh, do they poison um, the first shark and that shark is full of poison and the bigger shark eats the poison shark?
1: No. Um, no. I mean it does eat it, but it doesn't. Oh man. Okay, so I know there's a point at which so Bing Bing Lee uses her submarine to kind of cut the shark. Like she, she dives underneath it and the the the, the Submarine sort of has a fin And so she like scrapes it along the bottom of it And it sort of cuts a big cut down its body Uh-huh Uh, Jason Statham is I think riding the shark at some point <laughs> and Stabs it in the eye I think he stabs it in the eye With a With a spear gun like, But just like rams it in its eye uh, and I think that might be the killing stroke. Like, I think I think they wanted to balance things out so that both of the characters, Bing Bing Lee and Jason Statham, kill it together. Because um, they're supposed to have some sort of, like, kind of romantic chemistry, which I think actually works. It, it, it's, it's not well-written, but I think the actors are... It's it's another charm movie. This is a uh, Wonder Woman underwater, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, and so it's it's don't don't get me wrong. I should not say that because it is not that charming. Um, but but they're likable. They're cute. Um, they're cute together uh, when they're interacting. It doesn't necessarily seem romantic. It's written to be romantic, but their chemistry is just more like I don't know. Like if they were to do a project together, I could see them having a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and anyway, so, so I think there's something there between wanting this, you know, major star from China and the major star from America, uh, both having equal, um, play and things. And it's really good throughout the movie too. Like there's not, there's no like sort of damsel in distress stuff. They, they make it pretty clear that this woman's capable. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it plays out well and it plays out well between the two of them. And so they, when it's time to take down the shark. It's not the most exciting shark takedown, but um but it works as far as like that kind of balance goes. So what, I think that's I think that's the end of it. I think once he Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he rams it in the eye after she's cut it open and there's all this shark blood in the water. So this giant shark, and of course it's like jumping out of the water when he stabs it in the eye, it lands back in the water. And a million normal sharks come and eat it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <'Cause>, because, <laughs> because there are, at any point in time, they're like spiders. <laughs> at any point in time, you're less than like six feet from a shark.
0: Right. Uh, and well, so all does, the
1: thousands uh, of sharks that are right there just swarm to it.
0: How does Jason Statham get away? Because he was riding the shark.
1: Uh, well, one shark tries to swim at him, but then Bing Bing Lee... Smashes into it with her, uh, her little submarine, uh, and then he he gets a ride on the submarine back to uh, back to safety.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, that sounds like an exciting adventure.
1: It <laughs> yeah, it it is too long. So there are some moments where you'd be like, all right, well, let's move along. But but it's fun. It's fun. Okay. So I I would recommend it to most people. The Meg. Yeah
0: all right well the show's getting a little long Matt I know we wanted to try to play uh movie versus movie
1: well, did do we need to change the name
0: oh Jill says we we'll, have we'll to do change that we'll the do name that next yeah. time listeners yeah. if you have a better name for us for our Batman versus movie dawn of movie uh, please feel free to tell <laughs> us contact us on the on the, the Facebook or the the Twitters or the Instagram
1: try this one out see if she likes this Jill versus movie Dawn of Jill yeah
0: okay <laughs> um, and if you have a suggestion for us to, to pit two movies against each other if you haven't listened to the to the game show bit that we play before we'll, we'll put, we put two movies against each other like uh, what was another one we did uh, uh, we did Ocean's Eleven versus Fight Club which is the better movie mm. and uh, I chose Fight Club and I think you went with Ocean's Eleven right I did yeah
1: yeah we had some good ones tombstone versus 310 to yuma
0: yeah yeah so if you have a suggestion for us to uh to play let us know to get in, to get in touch with us yeah. uh, and
1: the, the rules in terms of these things going against each other is very loose it's just they have some thread connecting them whether it's a genre of movie or an actor that's in the movie or director
0: yeah. whatever um also uh if you haven't done it yet write us a review on iTunes. If you're listening to us on iTunes, go ahead and write us a review. It would really help us out. Um, Matt, anything to plug?
1: Um, you know, for, for those of you who are political and, and uh, are kind of watching what's going on with you know, our current administration, all that sort of stuff. There's a show called Trump Inc. that I started listening to a while ago podcast. Um, and it's pretty interesting. It goes into, it's, it's sort of doing the background stuff on our president, like how, uh, the, the Trump organization has, has worked and what it's been involved in up to this point. You know, it's, it's a neat show. It's pretty well put together. So I'd say check that out. If, if that sort of thing. interests you.
0: Okay. Uh, And I want to say, check out Movies in the AM, uh, Matt V's new podcast. Um, Check that out um, on iTunes. I know it's at least on iTunes. Uh, I don't know about anywhere else. Um, And I think that'll about wrap things up for us this week. Do you have anything else, Matt? Uh, No, no, that's it. All right, yeah, that's all I got, too. So if that's the end of The reel, we'll see you next week in film.
1: See you then.